It's in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. The text says, Christ redeemed us hmm, from the curse of the what? Having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Verse 14, in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessings of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, that's us, so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Last week I talked about the change. Today I want to talk about the cure. Tell your neighbor the cure. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, ushers. In our natural state, in our fallen state, our natural state, we are to some degree selfish at our best and pathological at our worst. Dysfunction, dysfunction comes naturally to us. That is why salvation through Jesus Christ is necessary. Man was born in sin. We gravitate towards dysfunction. Amen. Sin or sin's directive or consequences has hurt us as a people. Amen. Each generation has a choice, though. Whether you repeat the same patterns and repeat the same cycles as your parents and your parents before them and your parents before them all the way back to Adam. We have a choice as to whether or not we will repeat the cycle in our lives. People often want to break negative traits. What about you? But there are some things I don't like about myself. There are some things that I do that I don't want to do, that I do anyhow. Come on, somebody. Many of us, because of how we were raised, we gravitate towards what's comfortable. Amen. Throughout this series, I've told you that either we're going to break the cycle or we're going to continue in the cycle. Somebody here today, I want to tell you something. God wants to transform your lineage. He wants to change your bloodline. Come on, somebody. Wouldn't it be nice to break the cycle, to be liberated from the consequences, amen, of our own sin pattern and the cycles that can possibly give our children or grandchildren a chance? Wouldn't it be nice? That if we were to really model what we believe, that our kids will be different, that they can raise up in a society where, where there's no hope, but yet they're holding on to the hope. Come on, somebody. Wouldn't it be nice if they can understand that they're in the world, but not of the world? That they are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. Come on, somebody. A city set on a head. Wouldn't it be nice that you and I can start the difference 
being difference makers today? Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice that even when you die, you still speak? Come on, somebody. Can I tell you something? It's never too late. It's never too late. And as I close this series, I want to say that I'll never be the same again. Never again. We've broken the curses in our lives. And you and I have to get good with the fact that we're not the same. The Bible says, and I said this last week, that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. That the old things are passed away. And I don't understand what you're saying. Pastor, I know the old things are passed away, but why do I still think the way I used to think? Why do I still act the way I used to act? Because you haven't broken the cycle. Remember this. You can't live as a blessed person, amen, watch this, and live defeated. See, and I believe that many of us don't understand who we are in Christ. We don't understand our identity. We don't understand that you got more going for you now than you ever had in your life. Colossians chapter 1, the Bible says that we were transferred from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of God. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. Amen. God wants to change the direction of your life. God does not want you to live under the consequences of the curse. He wants you to live, watch this, in freedom. Do I have anybody? And I want to say to somebody here this morning, you're struggling with your Christian walk, but I want to say something to you. Jesus did something for you. And when he died on Calvary's cross, he died so that you would live a life, watch this, that's pleasing unto him. Do I have anybody? You see, what had happened to these people in the book of Galatians, this city of Galatia, they had fallen under a spell. They were being taught, amen, that somehow in order to experience God and experience this new life that you had to keep the law. They felt somebody came in and started teaching them again, kind of like the question you asked me the other day, right? That, well, if, if, I, if I work on Sunday, uh, uh, you know, am I cursed? Is that wrong? You, you know how we, you know what I mean? You, you know how we do, right? We, we take back the law and we start taking the law and we start making it a part of how we're supposed to live. So in the book of Galatians, what's happening now, Paul is addressing a group of people, amen, that will be, or church that were being led astray to start thinking that they were no longer free. Look at verse one for me. Look at verse one. He says in verse 1, what did he call them? (laughs) He says, you foolish Galatians. Who what? Who bewitched you? Before whose eyes Jesus was publicly portrayed as crucified. You know what he was saying? Who got you? Who got you under their spell again? You were rescued from that life that you used to live. Come on, somebody. Anybody here been rescued? Some of you have been in church all your life. I I get it. I get it. I get it. You've been good. But, But I can give you the good person test and show you you ain't that good. Watch this. Here's what Paul is trying to lay out in this book. He's trying to say to them, Listen, y'all, something did happen in your life. You are a new creature. There is something that you got going for you, but if you don't see it right now, the question is, who's got you under their spell? And here's the thing. How can a person who's been broken from the curses get put under a spell? That's what he's asking. Watch this. He says, who, who bewitched you? Who, who brought you this? Who, who brought you low again? 
Look what he says. He says, um, somebody did it. <laughs> Amen. Paul says, uh, what's going on with y'all? See, they had been introduced to false teaching. And, and watch this. And oftentimes, that's what's happening today, y'all. The, the, the thing that's happening to us today is that we're being pulled on the false doctrines. Amen. Uh, you know, the prosperity gospel. You know, the health and wealth, name it and claim it. You know, I understand you don't feel me all the time. I get it. I get it. Because I'm preaching the Bible. If you don't feel me, then I'm preaching the Bible. Y'all with me? <laughs> Amen. And if you don't like Bible, then you got a problem. Do I have anybody? Now watch where I'm going with this now. Paul says, he says, and this is how he's addressing them. Look at verse 7. He says, therefore, verse 7, he says, be sure that is those who are of faith who are the sons of Abraham. He jumps down and he tells them, it's not by works. Saints, you can't work your way out of negativity. But you can faith your way out of it. Not fake, I said faith. <laughs> Y'all with me? You can what? You can faith your way through it. And what he says is, he says, look at verse 9, he says, so that not only that those who are of faith, who are the sons of Abraham, so that tells me something, I'm part of a new lineage. I'm part of a new bloodline. That, that, do you understand what it means to be a son of Abraham? Do you know that Abraham, amen, being part of his lineage that you have those blessings that come from God to your life? Do you realize that? Do you understand that? Look at verse 9. He says, so then those who are of faith are what? How many of you want to be blessed, y'all? I'm, I'm, I'm saying you want, you want to be blessed. Watch this. You got to make sure that you understand that you're connected to a new family line. See, I thought I was cursed for a long time. I really did. I really thought that I was walking under this curse. And then you got pastors that keep telling people, if you leave my church, you're going to be cursed. Boo, leave. Y'all ain't trying to hear. Go where you feel like you're going to be fed. Because if you're not being fed here, then you need to move around. Don't let nobody make you think that you're going to be somehow cursed or hexed or something like that. That's not for the believer. They're teaching that. And you know what that is? That's control. Tell your neighbor, that's control. But I've been set free. Y'all with me? Watch this now. Watch this. Watch verse 10. He says, for as many as are the works of the law, I'm sorry, for many, for as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, watch this, curse is everyone who does not abide by all the things written in the book of law, of the law, to perform them. So in all actuality, we were under a curse. <laughs> Amen. Before Christ. Because he says, if you can't keep the law, then that means that you're under the curse of the law. Now, let me tell you what the curse of the law is. The curse of the law brings all of those things. What, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Take, take those things off. Uh, the curse of the law, amen, is the fact that we are under those consequences. If you're not in Christ, y'all follow me? So watch this. That's, that's verse 10. Look at verse 12 for a minute. I just want to lay the context for you. Look at verse 12. It says, however, the law is not of what? On the co contrary, he who practices them shall what? So here's what he's saying to the Galatians. Okay, y'all want to live by the law again? By a bunch of rules and a bunch of stuff like that? And you go back to living like that, but guess what? You'll never be able to keep it. See, I believe that's what the problem is with most Christians today. We're trying to be holy. 
We're trying to be righteous with the law, but we're not walking in grace. And we're not walking by faith. What we're trying to do is keep a whole bunch of rules and say, okay, I'm blessed. You know what I mean? I'm highly favored of the Lord. I'm going to keep this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But guess what? I want to tell somebody here today, you can't keep that law. You and I don't even have the power to keep the law. You and I don't even have the, the watch this, the ability to not lie because we're going to lie. The, listen, some of us, amen, we look on people, amen, we, we break the law every day. And see, this is what you don't want to become. You don't want to become a spiritual schizophrenic. Amen. Well, you're trying to be right all the time and you can't be right. Come on, somebody. So, so what happens is, you got to understand this, that there are times when we're going to fall. There are times when we're going to miss the mark. But if you walk by faith, come on somebody, if you live by faith, and what was happening to this Galatian church is that somebody had come in and tell them they had to start following all these, somebody got to say amen. Watch it, they got to follow all these rules in order to be right with God. But tell your neighbor, I'm a new creature in Christ. Tell your neighbor, you can't curse what God has blessed. And so what they were saying to them is this. Hey, if you don't follow all these rules, you're going to be cursed. Anybody been in a place like that? <laughs> have, have you ever heard that before? <laughs> Where folk tell you, if you don't do, if you don't give. God, come on, say amen. If you don't give, right, what's going to happen? You're going to be cursed with a how can I be cursed with a curse, but I'm a new creature in Christ and I'm walking by faith and it's all about grace. I was coming. Just give me a minute. I'm, I'm working my way in. Don't, don't, don't rush me. This, I'm working. I'm working this thing. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. There's so many believers that believe certain things about themselves, right? That it's a lie from the enemy. And that's exactly what was happening to them. We get to verse 12. He said, listen, okay, you want to live by the law? Keep all of it then. Because you can't keep a portion of it. And then, watch this, and then don't keep a portion. Either you're going to do it all the way or nothing. So this is where we needed what? Grace. So watch this. We're born under a curse. We couldn't do anything about it. But look at verse 12. Is this making sense? Look, look at verse 12. Verse 13. Verse 13. He says what? I'm sorry. Verse 12. Verse 12 says, however, the law is not what? The law. Ha- Listen. With the law, you can't have faith in the law. And faith is not going to allow you to keep the law. Y'all follow me? Watch this. He says, he says on the co- contrary, he who practices them shall what? Live by them. And I think that that's what the problem is, y'all. I believe that we're trying to live by a bunch of rules that God knows that we can't what? So we look like we're what? Cursed. We look like we're defeated. When we don't do what we're supposed to do, we can't get back up by grace. Watch this. We can't get back up when we've fallen because somebody has bewitched us. Somebody has put us under a spell thinking that you're nothing. Thinking that you'll never get this thing. Thinking that you're never going to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Thinking that you'll never be liberated from those things that had you bound. But I want to stop by to tell you this morning that you've been set free by faith. So now, what is the cure? Glad you asked. Look what he says in verse 13. Here's the cure. I didn't know that I was a hostage to my, to my, to my depravity. About to say something else. I didn't know, amen, before I was saved, that I needed redemption. That I, you know what redeem? You know what redeem means. He says, "What did he say?" He says, "Christ did what? Christ redeemed us." Stop right there. That word redeem means to buy back. 
Where were you before? Come on, somebody. Come on. You know where we were? We were on the slave market of sin. And we were being sold for cheap. Do I have anybody? We would sell our soul for some food. Mm-hmm. We would sell our soul for a little bit of drink, a little bit of alcohol, a little bit of smoke every now and then. You understand where I'm going with this? Listen, we, we didn't even value ourselves, so we slept around with everybody. Lord Jesus, y'all don't want to say amen. Watch this, watch this. Yeah, that's right, that's right. We were being sold cheap. But Christ redeemed us. Oh, touch your neighbor and say, I've been brought back. Come on, tell your neighbor, he brought me back. Tell your neighbor, he rescued me from being lost. Listen, listen, we were helpless. We were hopeless. And we were hell bound. But the text says, even when I didn't know what was good for me, come on somebody, Christ was doing it for me. Now, now there's a reason why I'm going this route with this, with this curse breaker piece talking about the cure because I want you to understand that after today, you and I should no longer be walking bound. We should no longer be walking defeated. We should no longer walk, amen, with our heads hung low because we've been redeemed. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. We were living under the curse of sin because we were born that way. That's really what the curse was in our lives. Some of us, we were... We, you know what I love about Paul? Paul says, y'all think y'all bad? This is what Paul says. Paul said, listen, y'all. I was a chief sinner. Y'all thought y'all were bad? I was worse than you. But I thank God, saints, that Christ redeemed us. That word redemption, it means to take the ticket, to go to the cleaners, right? You get the ticket. You put your clothes in. You get the ticket, right? You with me? You go up to the cleaners, you give them your ticket, and you buy back or you redeem what you had put in. That's what God did for us. And so the first thing is, hallelujah to his holy name. Jesus broke the curse by paying the price. Come on, somebody. To what? Rescue us. I don't know what that if that means anything to you today. I, I don't know if that means anything to you today. But but can I ask you a question? How can one who's been rescued, how can one who has been rescued put themselves back into being a hostage in a hostage situation? How is it that after God has been so good to us and all that he's done for us, we go right, we walk right back into the prison cell, watch this, and we lock the door in ourselves. How is it, amen, that you are no longer bound to negativity, that you, you watch this, you have been set free, you have been brought back from a place where you didn't even know you were there, but he brought you back. He rescued you. At the nick of time, come on, somebody. How many of you were you at the end of your rope? You you were saying, "This is it for me. I'm done. I'm I'm ready to throw in the towel right now." But God stepped in right on time. How many know He's an on time God? How many know that He's an on time God? That just when you think it's over for you, God stepped in and He redeemed you. Watch what he says. He, he, he rescued us. He redeemed us. This is the part that really got me right here. From the curse of the law. See, I was really, I wasn't under my mama's curse. See, because we think of that generational curse. I wasn't under that. I may have been affected by their consequences. 
but I was under the curse of the law. You know what the law says? Law says if you don't honor your father and mother, I'm going to stone you to death. Amen. As a matter of fact, you're going to shorten your life as a matter of fact. That's the curse of the law. So not only did Jesus break or broke the curse by paying the price to rescue us, but number two, Jesus broke the curse of the law itself. He nullified the law. He neutralized, come on somebody, he became kryptonite. Come on, help me somebody, to the law. Now, the Bible says that cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree. I'm going to get to that in a minute, but let me just explain to you something here. He says he redeemed us from the curse of the law, so that means we were under the law. You know what the law simply means? The rules and, and, and standards that God has in his word. And watch this. You needed a priest to go in, amen, and make sacrifice for your sins because God knew we were not perfect. But Jesus, oh, come on, help me somebody. But who? But she, come on, I wish I had a few people who could just picture this stuff, man. Listen, I don't think like I used to think. Listen, I'm not the same person anymore because, listen, I was far from God. But he broke the curse of the law. This is why you can't allow nobody, no teacher, no preacher, amen, to tell you anymore that you're cursed if you do such and such. Impossible. Because Jesus finished it at the cross. Do I have anybody? Do you, are, you, are you getting this? Are you getting this? Uh, uh, he, he, he broke the curse of the law. That, that curse was found in Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28 says this. Watch it. Don't go there. It says, the Lord will send upon you curses, confusion, and rebuke in all you undertake to do. Until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly on the account of the evil of your deeds because you have forsaken me. That's the curse of the law. Deuteronomy 21, uh, 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 20, 21 says, the Lord will make you a, make, watch what he said. He says, I'll make pestilence cling to you. That's the curse of the law. Until you are consumed from the land which you are about to enter. That's the curse of the law. But you and I, come on somebody, have been what? Rescued from the curse. Oh, come on and say amen with me, y'all. I'm no longer bound. I got circumstances going on in my life. So how can I make this applicable to my life? I got situations that's happening. My battery went dead. Well, you had it there for 15 years. I mean, come on, y'all. A warranty is only five. <laughs> come on, y'all. So, so you know how it goes, right? Everything happens in threes. You follow what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden, you feel like, oh, I'm under this curtain. Now you've been set free. You're not bound to that anymore. Now, when he says in this book that confusion and curses will come upon you, that's what was that's how we were living. How do you remember living like that? Now, if you're a believer living cursed now, something wrong. You need to check it. You need to check it. You need to check it. That's what I said last. You need to check that thing. But this is what he did. He broke the curse of the law. These are the curses he's broke. He cursed, the, he broke the curse of your, of you being, watch this, lost. So that, because you needed redemption. You were lost. That's the first curse. Second curse he broke, he broke the curse of the law. So you're no longer under that thing no more. And I'm grateful. I'm thankful. 
Amen. I act like a free slave every day. I ain't lying to you. <laughs> Amen. I'm telling you right now. I run like I'm free. Run, Forrest, run. You know what I'm saying? I, man, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm plum happy. <laughs> Amen. Seriously, because I used to be bound. Do you remember? Do you remember not being able to do anything about your situation? Anybody? Now, if you're in that situation now, you're just stubborn. Uh-oh. And let me tell you what stubbornness is. Witchcraft. So you're still under a spell. And how is it that you who have been set free put yourself in a situation like that again? That's deep, ain't it? Watch what he says. He says right here. Same verse, verse 13. He says... Uh, having become having become the only way for God to break the curse, he had to become the curse. Can you imagine Jesus who had never sinned? You know what happened to Jesus on the cross? His, his father turned his back on him. First time ever. That's why he says, Father, Father, why? You know why his father turned his back on him? Because of us. Because of who? See, we say Jesus. Listen, I want you to be loyal to the church and me, but... I want you to be loyal to him. I can only do so much for you. But watch this. Jesus took, watch this. He took upon himself the curse of the law. He transfigured, one more time, the pestilence was clinging on him. The curse of the law was on him. The curse of sin was on his back. Watch this. And he did that for you. Give me that next point. All right there. He broke the curse by becoming cursed for us. Why am I walking around like I'm cursed when Jesus became the curse for me and now I'm free? Why are we so defeated, y'all? Why, why are we giving in to secular thoughts and giving in to the contemporary world and we're giving in to all this stuff when we've been set free? He became something. He became something that he was never, he never was. He became grotesque to the father. Now watch this. He had never knew what it was like to be out of the presence of his father until the cross. See, they, we wait till Easter to preach on this kind of stuff. <laughs> but see, I want you to give credit to the one who did it for you. And, and let me say this, just in case you don't believe, he's alive and well. He sits at the right hand of the Father. And while you're living your life the way you want to live it and doing what you want to do, let me tell you something, he's omnipresent. But it is really would look kind of different and strange. When you stand before him and he said, look what I did for you. Look what I did for you. Look what I did for you. And look how you live for me. 
What did you return for my sacrifice for you? You with me? What, what, what did you return to me? And you know what he wants? He doesn't want your money. He wants your life. Listen, when you were in that prison and you couldn't get out and you had nothing but time, do I have anybody? Watch this. And the prison doors were wide open, but you couldn't leave. But look at you now. Look at you now. Look at you now. Look at you now. Jesus became grotesque to the Father. He transformed into a curse for us. The text says, watch what it says. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a what? On a tree. Now, Paul was quoting Deuteronomy 21. He was saying, if a man, watch this. This is what this text is about. Watch this. Deuteronomy 21, 22, 20, verse, chapter 21, verse 22 says this. And if a man has committed a crime punishable by death. Let me read it one more time. If a man has committed a crime punishable by what? He is to be put to death. And you are to hang him on a tree. Can I ask you something? What was Jesus' crime? What was his crime? Come on, y'all. He became a criminal. (laughs) Not only a curse, but he became a criminal. And his crime was punishable by death. For me. And I'm walking around here. I can't get out. I can't get out the ghetto. I can't rise above mediocrity. I can't live at another level because I feel somehow I'm defeated. I doubt myself. I Come on, somebody. I got self-esteem problems and all kinds of stuff. But I want to tell you something. He died for us. The curse is broken. He's the cure. He became. The Bible says that the one who hangs on a tree ought to remain there day and night in shame. He became shame for us. Have you ever thought about it like that? I really should have thought, t- titled this what Jesus did for us. We say Jesus, but do we really understand what he did? Can I ask you a question? Would you die for me? Would you take my place if I commit a crime? Would you go to jail for me? Probably not. I love you, pastor. You're the best pastor in the world. You so deep. I love you, pastor. I love you, but I ain't doing that. I ain't going to jail for you. Shoot. You must be crazy. And here's the thing. Can I ask you a question? Would you go on death row for me? But he did it for you. He went on death row. This ain't about me. This ain't about the church. This this, this ain't got nothing to do with me. 
It's about him. See, who are you living to please? Make this thing about him, y'all. Don't make it about anything else or anybody. Life is tough. Life is hard. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. But think about the bigger picture that you have been set free. Do I have a witness here? Y'all going to make me shout up in here. Can I ask you a question? What was his crime? He took my place. He took every sin that I've ever committed. Thoughts. Lord Jesus, if I could open your mind right now. Things that we should be convicted for. He took it. He broke the curse in your life. Your children don't have to go down that road. Your grandchildren don't have to go down that road. I want to encourage you grandparents to keep fighting the good fight. Come on, keep keep fighting the good fight. They're crazy right now, but eventually they're going to come around. If you stay consistent, watch this, to your conviction. Come on, I see all these churches closing up. Is Jesus not powerful? Come on, y'all. Is Jesus not real? Let me ask you this. I preach all this stuff to you, right? And then all of a sudden, I'm talking about closing the door. Let me say something to you. If you won't tithe, God going to give me more money because he know I am. Oh, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing right there. Let me bring it to you. If I don't tithe, then maybe he'll use you to bring some money in the kingdom because he know you do it. Who said yep? Who said Amen. Listen, if we close our doors because we can't afford somewhere where we're worshiping, we're going to worship somewhere else. If you lose your job, you're going to get another one, right? (laughs) Come on, help me somebody. Am I right? Am I wrong? So why are we folding up the tent on Jesus? You You know what it is? It's a counterfeit Christianity. We've been following a fraud because of what we've been taught. You foolish Galatians, who bewitched you? You know what that word bewitch means? Put under a spell. But if you make this thing, this journey about Jesus, you know what I said? About who? Make it about him and what he's done. When I think about Jesus and what he's done for me, when I think about Jesus and how he set me free. See, that's just words. But when you can sing those words with the conviction that you remember what you were, I don't want God to just give me money. That's boring. Give me some challenges in life so I can become wiser and navigate through them and become a better man because of it. Raise my children a certain kind of way where they want to model my life. That's right there is what I'm talking about. Some of us, we're just thinking about the now. I paid my bills now, this month. But listen, it's bigger than that. I'm about to go. I'm about to go sit down. I'm about to go sit down. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, curses everyone who hangs on the tree. Look at verse 14 now. So here's the question. Told you never say why. Why would you do that? Look at verse 14. Say it just like that. Why would you do that? Look at verse 14. In order that in Christ Jesus, 
Oh, y'all gonna make me shando up in here. Watch what he said. He says, in order that in Christ Jesus, the what? See, you want the blessing before deliverance. Ah. We want blessings without redemption. We want blessing without being saved. See, see what I'm saying? He did it. I was going to list all the blessings of Abraham. I said, nah, I'll be there too long. 7,627 promises in Abraham that belongs to you. What's up with you? What's wrong? What's wrong? What is wrong? Why do you feel so defeated when you have the blessings of who? You know what God said to Abraham? He said, look up in the sky, man. He said, your descendants will be just like that. Can you count the stars? And you now a part of that blessing. So I'm blessed now. So let's start walking in 2019 like we really blessed. Come on. Let's stop the nonsense. Seriously, let's stop the foolery and let's walk like we're blessed. Even if you got to shine your shoes with a whole... I re- I never forget. I kept them for a long time, but they started itching my foot. But <laughs> I know I'm going to drop something in there <laughs> somewhere. When we started this church, I had some shoes, y'all. I, I, I should have kept them. I, I walked in those shoes so long on the street witnessing and It had a hole in the bottom of that shoe. I couldn't afford another pair of shoes. I put some cardboard in there. Because I believed what God was doing for us. Now I can afford as many shoes as I want. You know what? I didn't understand I had the capability then. Because I didn't know my position in him then. But I know now. That he says. In order that in Christ Jesus. The blessings of Abraham might come to who? You're not Jewish are you? So who is he talking about? You. So what's the next point? He broke the curse so that the blessings would come to you. Now, let me ask you something. What's wrong? You know what God told Abraham? That he would make the patriarch great. Give him many descendants and make him so great that in him, can you imagine this? Watch this. Lord have mercy. Come here, Betty. Lord have mercy. God says, come here, Kerry. Come here, Devante. Go behind Kerry. God says that in, in Abraham, right, the blessing begins. Abraham, the blessings what? Begins. You're Abraham. Right? And Christ comes, right? What Abraham was thinking was, oh, well, how many kids I'm going to have? <laughs> they were barren, right? I'm finna show y'all feel, we're going to do exercise here in a minute, okay? Y'all with me? So get ready. Put, get, get ready, all right? Because I want you to join the train here, okay? Watch this. You ready? All right. Heard? You up? All right. Good. Watch this. Watch this now. Because I'm going to need you, heard. Okay. So, this is Abraham's lineage. All right. Well, Devonta, come on over here a little bit right here. Okay. This is Isaac. Right? 
Boom, there it is. But he says that now Christ comes, right? And Christ is connected to who? Abraham. Come on here, Devontae, you be Christ. Come on up here. That in Christ, right, the blessing is connected to who? Right? The blessing is Now, start walking. And I want, I want you to jump in. I want you to jump in. I want you to jump in. Come on, I want everybody to jump in the line for a minute. Keep walking. Keep walking. Jump in that line. Jump in that blessed line. Jump in that blessed line. Jump in that blessed line. Come on, jump in that blessed line. I know we work, we're working out today. God, Sister Hunt says she wanted, tell your neighbor, I want my blessing. Tell your neighbor, watch this, watch this now. Come on, keep coming. Watch this now, watch this now. Keep coming, keep coming. Now stop right there, stop right there. Keep coming, keep coming. Watch this, stop right here, stop right here. The blessing started where? Over here. Came down to what? Christ. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And it continues for generations and generations and your kids and your grandkids and your other grandkids and Pookie them kids and everybody them kids that's connected. Watch this. Now it's a never ending circle because look where Christ is. Look who's in front of Christ generations, keep going, generations, and it keeps on going. Amen. Thank you. Give God a hand clap of praise right there. Some of y'all want to keep on running. Keep on running. Come on. Tell your neighbor, I'm part of that lineage. Tell your neighbor, I'm connected to Abraham. Tell your neighbor, I'm part of that blessing. Tell your neighbor that in Christ, I'm blessed. In Christ, I'm blessed. But what's my point? My point is, it started with him. (laughs) Come on, y'all. It started with who? And Abraham, who died, passed it on to what? Hey! And through Jesus, we are all blessed. Thank you. Thank you. You know what's powerful about that? What's so powerful about that? If you looked at the illustration, it went on and we kept on going. And even though Christ lost his place right there, it became a never-ending what? Ah, then what I was trying to show you is that's what eternity is like. You're blessed forever. Now, let me say this. Your choices in 2019 will bring about consequences. You hear me? It's not that God isn't good, y'all. It's the consequences of what we do that makes us not feel or even be continuing the blessings. Look what he says right here. Because I want to help somebody right here. He says so that we would what? Receive the what? The blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive what? The promise of what? Ha. Now watch this. Now here's, here's the deep part right here. I can't remain in this thing if I don't have help. So the last point is this. Jesus broke the curse so that you would receive the promise. What the promise is? The Holy Spirit. You know why I can do right now? Because I got help. 
If you take the Holy Spirit from me, I be. <laughs> if you take the Holy Spirit from me, I'm in trouble, y'all. See, what the prosperity preacher wants you to think is that you receive the promises and da da da. No, the promise of the Spirit, because it's the Spirit that restrains you. It's the spirit that reveals the word to you. It's the spirit, watch this, that guides you. It's the spirit, his word, his name is Parakaleo, and that word means he comes alongside you. He's your helper. He's your comforter. Come on, somebody. He's your peace when you have none, and then you begin to produce peace. You begin to produce joy. You begin to produce happiness. The problem with the children of Israel is they didn't have the spirit, but we do. And because you have the Spirit of God in you, that is how you continue in the line of blessings, in the lineage of blessings, so that you don't get it confused. You're not looking for something that you can't achieve. Because the Spirit of God will open your eyes and give you understanding of God's Word so you can live by faith. Fame is a popularity is an accident, and money takes wings. The only thing that endures forever is character. You hear me? I read this story in the newspaper. A local newspaper printed this, and I want you to listen. I'm glad the kids are coming in. Parents, I want you to listen to this for me. You could be that change agent in your family. You could be that curse breaker. But watch this. The following article appeared in the local newspaper. I want to read it very clearly to you. And it read, an open letter to my parents. I am your child. You brought me into this world and raised me to what I am today. If I'm not what I should be, please don't be too harsh with me, for I am your product. And by my actions, I advertise the quality and standard of our home. Do not point at, point at one of my friends as an example of how I should behave, for by doing so, you're admitting that, that they are doing a better job than you. You say to me, you love me. And yet, it has been years since you put your arms around me at bedtime with tears in your eyes and asked your heavenly father to watch over me as I slept. You seem to be more interested in my school grades than in the condition of my eternal soul. You give me the impression that it's better to be popular than to be pure. Better to be attractive on the outside than to have that inner beauty that comes from the one who loves the Lord. So the next time you feel like throwing up your hands saying, I just can't do a thing with you, please remember you had an opportunity to influence me since I was born and that the Bible says train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old, he will not depart from it. The cure is Christ. The question is, will you care enough for your generation to change your generation by being an example to those around you. Give God a hand clap of praise. That article brought tears to my eyes. And I hope that it tugged at your heart. Because a lot of what we're doing does not connect to Christ. And it would be a shame that we lived our lives and our kids knew nothing about Christ.
And we were in church all the time. It would be a shame that you leave this earth not knowing for sure that your children was part of that blessed circle. My encouragement to you as I close this series is to stop believing the lies. Stop allowing these YouTube preachers and television preachers to cause you to believe in something that you will never obtain. The only person that can change your life there is, power is Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There I know we struggle. But as I was reading Jesus, that article, I said, man, what my kids become break every chain, because of the example break that I live. And I'm not just talking about morality. I'm talking about something that really says their character has changed. Christ did it for you. Why don't you pass it on to the next generation and the next generation and be adamant about it. Train them up to know the Lord. But the only way they're going to know him is through you.